welcome back to Honestly Hannah, a podcast hosted by me, Hannah Coda, where I share all my honest opinions about all things going on in the world. I'm treating this podcast like a diary, and trust me, I have a lot to say. Welcome to this week's episode. I'm so freaking excited. I have a professional in the wellness world, in the manifestation world, but she also just happens to be my best friend as well. Um, This is Imani. She is the owner and creator and just amazing person um, over the brand Rayon Collective. She offers um, a bunch of different services, tarot services, um, birth chart readings after this episode. Um, You guys can go check her out on her website. I'll be linking all her information on my Instagram and all my other socials. But yeah, Imani, thank you so much for being on my podcast. Hi, everyone. I am Imani Ray. I am so excited to be here. Um, I've been friends with Hannah for um, most of our lives, so I'm so excited to be able to dig a little deeper into her birth chart. So I kind of wanted to talk and share a little bit about what I do at Rayon Collective. I'm a tarot reader, so I do tarot services and everything like that. I also have one-on-one manifesting services. I've manifested so many things for myself, and I want to teach others how to do it for themselves as well. Um, I also offer birth chart reading, so that's what we're going to be jumping into today, which I'm super hyped about. Um, I also have manifesting intention bundles, crystals, and different things like that, so make sure to check out the website, and um, also if you would like to purchase anything, feel free to use code COLLECTIVE11 for anything as well. Dang. Okay, cool. You guys even have like a code if you're watching this episode or listening to this episode. Um, Okay, cool. Yeah, Imani, do you want to tell everyone how you kind of got into this? I know it's kind of fairly new in your life. I want to say what, like over the last year or two, Mm -hmm. um, really started diving into all this. But I think we've been really interested, I think, in this world just like for a while. Um, But yeah, how did you get into tarot readings and manifestation? Yeah, so I first heard about like manifestation through The Secret. So I actually like when I was a kid, like I watched The Secret um, with one of my friends, um, Mariah, you probably yeah, you obviously know her (laughs) Mariah, we watched it. And that's kind of how I first learned about law of attraction, law of attraction and manifesting and everything like that. But um, recently, this past year, I got a professional birth chart reading. And um, that like changed my life. It really like changed everything. Um, And I also just really got into spirituality. I got more into crystals and everything like that. And um, I bought my first tarot deck um, and I just felt really called to do it. And I literally just, when I got it, I just posted on Twitter. I was like, if anyone wants a reading, like, let me know. And literally like, 30 people messaged me wanting a reading. And so for the, like the next weeks, like I was just doing all these readings for free because like for practice and stuff. And so, um, and keep in mind, I didn't know anything about any of these people. Like all I asked for was their like birthday and that was it. Like, I didn't ask for any like other Which information. What you did for me too. Like, yeah. we, I mean, Imani knows me, obviously she, we've known each other for a very long time. Um, but like, you know, that's all you really asked was my birthday, mm-hmm. uh, where I was born. And now she has all this information for me. Um, so, and I'm assuming that's also what's available on your website, right? 
Yeah, so for the tarot readings, usually all I need is just your birthday. Um, if you do want like a full in-depth birth chart reading, I do need your birthday, your birth time, and your birth like location. So those are like the three pieces of information that I need. Um, and that's pretty common with any type of birth chart reading because that's how you find out um, basically everything. And so um, that's just the information that is required. And it's also um, it just you can put in that information on my website as well. Yes, I'm so excited. Okay, before, so I don't know anything, y'all. So I, <laughs> I talked about this on my podcast. Like I'm super interested in astrology, not astronomy, two different things, right? Mm -hmm. um, this astrology is a social science, mm -hmm. right? It, correct me if I'm wrong. It's a yeah. social science. It is not an exact science. However, um, a lot of people do believe in it. A lot of people don't. I am a believer. I do believe that everything happens for a reason. I believe that there are certain forces like in our world and we do have certain commonalities depending on when you were born. Um, obviously things that might change it down the road and like how you react to things, blah, blah, blah. But innately, I think we all like have certain qualities based on this social science, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I'm so excited. Okay, before we go into it, I haven't heard anything from you. You haven't told me anything. I just gave you my information about a week and a half ago and you researched what everything means in terms of my birthday and all that. Before we go into, into anything, do you, you know me, so do you think it was correct? Like, do you think it lines up with who I am? It was so funny because like, I didn't even ask um, Hannah any questions of things she wanted to know. Um, but there was things like I like, I'll tell you right away, like what I wanted to know. Mm -hmm. um, and it makes a lot of sense. So yeah. Oh, I'm so nervous. <laughs> I mean, I love this kind of stuff. I really do. Like I'm a very, I like to self-reflect. I like to be aware of um, how I'm projecting and how I'm seen. Um, that's something that's really important to me. And so, yeah, I just, I, I love this kind of stuff. Okay, Imani. So let's start. Let's begin. So I have mentioned it on the podcast, but just as a little refresher, I was born in September, September 25th, 1995. I was born in Southern California and I was born, I believe at 830 in the morning. So I was a planned uh, C-section. So my mom and my dad know exactly when I was born because I was literally like they were pre prepping all weekend because they knew I was going to be born. Um, because they had to schedule the surgery. So <laughs> I was born at 8.30 in the morning. Okay, Moni, go ahead. <laughs> yes, so that's literally all I asked Hannah was for her birth date, her um, birth time, and her birth location, the city. Um, and that's all I needed. And so basically what I did was I pulled up her chart. I saw where everything was. And um, she was right, a lot of it is in Libra, but just because most of it is in Libra, um, it all means something different. Okay. So we're gonna get into going into each one, what it means and what those kind of qualities and everything kind of comes from it. So um, the first thing that we all know is our sun sign. So that is based on our birthday. Um, so you are a Libra, but what is interesting about um, your sun sign is that you're also in the 12th house. So, right, yeah. which, which is really interesting is like most of your, or all of your Libra place, placements are in the 12th house. And so the 12th house is um, something that you probably 
don't really realize that you have, um, but you have a lot of like intuition, you have a lot of um, kind of like subconscious knowing, um, kind of like being able to really trust your gut and really follow that. So that 12th house placement is in with every time you see Libra that also shows up. So the fact that the sun sign, um, this is kind of like what we kind of see, like what we kind of see, like everyone kind of sees you as like in a way. So it's kind of like, um, our mask to the world. So it's kind of like how people see you, how people perceive you. And so you definitely do come off very Libra energy, very balanced, very, you know, um, analytical in a way, kind of being able to kind of dictate the situation and kind of know how to um, manipulate certain situations in a way to have it favor the most amount of people. Um, You're also really big about equality. And that also will come up a little bit later um, when we talk about your college, you know, degrees and everything that you majored in, because that does play a part in that later. So um, this also just points to your ego. So this is kind of how you come off. Um, This is also how people see you. So um, Libras are also very known for being very beautiful, being very attractive, um, also being very, um, just also with liking beautiful things, liking luxurious things. That also comes up later, um, which I'm excited to mention that because I like it connects a point which I was like wondering about but yes so (laughs) that luxury that nice thing that is all very Libra um, energy as well and then we're going to get into the moon so the moon sign is also really important it's part of your big three it's inner right yes this is like how I feel inside Mm -hmm. just really quick everything that Mm -hmm. you just said about my sun sign 100% correct and I think anyone that knows me would like also say that too. Like mm-hmm. I'm very big on equality, seeing other people's sides. Um, I'm very democratic. Like, yes, I can be on your side, but I also try to see all sides of the story mm-hmm. in every single situation that I'm involved in. So yes, I just want to say my sun sign is very correct. So my Thank moon, you. oh my gosh. So your moon is all about your inner emotions. This is all about how you feel, how you deal with certain situations, how you deal with your emotions. So again, this is um, the moon in the Libra in the 12th house. So you handle your emotions very straightforward. You like to tell people exactly how you feel and you're very clear about it because you have that like balance. So um we'll get into it a little bit, but for example, the, um, there's a card in tarot called the, um, justice card. And that card is literally the Libra card. And so it has two scales. And so it just kind of shows that balance that when you're having like certain emotions, you're able to kind of let it out and express it in a way where it's like, you're aware of how you're expressing it. You're not overly emotional. Um, and that is, kind of one of the things about the moon but to answer your question that I know you're probably thinking is where does the dramatics and all that come from so the dramatics it's true okay like I am yes I am very straightforward I like to be very clear in my emotions if I feel like something is lacking or I need to express myself I will tell you, and I think you know that too. Mm-hmm. Like I am like that in my personal relationships, my professional relationships, in anything that I'm feeling, I'm very intuitive. Like I'm very in touch with my emotions. 
However, I do, yes, I do tend to be a little dramatic sometimes and be a little over the top. So where does that come from? So where that over the top kind of dramatic energy comes from is also when dealing with communication um, or dealing with that inner like feeling, I also like to look at how you handle like aggression, like when you're angry, how you handle that. Um, And then we'll also get into how you communicate because that's also plays a factor too. But we're going to talk about where that aggression and everything where that comes from. So that comes is ruled by Mars. So any type of aggression, assertiveness, Mm -hmm. everything that is ruled by Mars and your Mars is in Scorpio in the first house. And so this not only means um, you kind of are, or not kind of, you are very passionate with how you express your anger. Um, So you are very passionate, you're very confident, um, you're very assertive. Um, It can also sometimes come off as very intense. Um, But what's also interesting about this, since it also goes back to the Libra moon energy, um, it kind of goes back to that like strategic bit a little bit so it's like even when you are angry you are still strategic about and it's almost like a little bit innocence can be manipulative because it's like you know how to like play the card um so what's interesting about this is this is in the first house so this deals with um how you see yourself this also deals with early childhood so um you know this could go a little bit deeper. I'm not going to go too deep into that, but this really deals with early childhood. This deals with how you see your self image, which is very important to your moon sign. So um, that also goes with, you know, with the Scorpio, how you could be so confident and how you could do so many things and kind of maneuver through life as a child um, is also really important because it's in the first house. And then um, this also points to, temperament so your anger how you handled that um many times like how you would handle things sometimes like as a child can sometimes still come up and different things like that um so that is just where that kind of anger aggression and how you would deal with things if you are mad with someone or you're not necessarily like agreeing with them in a sense like you're upset so that is where that kind of dramatics might come from yeah I mean Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty open about my, you know, early childhood. I think, I don't know, I just keep thinking back to it. Like, I grew up with siblings, you know, so it was, and like somewhat of like a chaotic household, you know, when I was a kid. So it was very much like you had to speak up, you had to say something, or nothing was going to get done. And mind you, my brother and my sister, whom I've had on the the podcast, they're completely different. They're a little bit more introverted. They're a little bit more, my brother is definitely um, democratic and I believe his moon is in Libra. And so it's mm-hmm. kind of funny to like hear that, but yeah, like in term, and it's so funny because I know there's going to be so many people listening and watching this and being like, yeah, Hannah, like this is exactly who you are. Um, but yeah, I know that, especially if I'm super passionate about the subject and mm-hmm. usually when I'm passionate about it, it has to do with some injustice or inequality where I'm like, eh, no, that just doesn't sound right. Like, mm-hmm. no, this is not feeling right. No. And it has to do a lot with inequalities and things Mm -hmm. that are, you know, I I can't, I'm trying to think of a scenario like recently or just like in last week's episode, I Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, my listeners don't know this, but I had to cut out a lot of the subject of what I talked about Asian hate and all of the Asian, um, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, violence in the Asian Mm -hmm. community and uh, towards Asian and towards the Asian community. So Mm -hmm. I had to cut out a lot of that podcast of that episode because I was just furious. And I was like, this is not, this is not representative of who I am, I guess, right now. But Mm -hmm. I mean, I do want to get the point across that I am very upset with this. And I am going to speak about it and talk about it when some people may believe, may like side with me and may think the same thing that I'm thinking, but not necessarily would talk about it on a worldwide podcast, you know? So yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that makes and there's sense. a reason for that too why you are currently have a podcast and all that too so okay okay cool <laughs> it, it was timing it was in the stars okay what's next so we went over the moon and the last part of the big three is the rising so your rising also is in libra um also 12th house the rising really represents um your like physical appearance, your early childhood, your goals, your identity, and who you are. So this whole theme of early childhood um, really does play a big part of who you are today. Um, This also just, since it is in Libra, it just really shows um, the outward um, Libra. So this is like how you kind of just perceive yourself. Um, You kind of and also just how others kind of perceive you. So this is kind of like the a combination of like both the sun and the moon, it's kind of a more well-rounded sense. Um, and so this really gives you the, not only um, kind of the kindness of Libra, I feel like in a sense, and that I feel like also the, I feel like the word is like empath in a sense, because it does come through with um, just, I feel like with the your moon in Libra and the other placements in Libra, that empath really also comes through and people um, really do come to you for a lot of different things and they really do confide in you. Um, And I feel like that is another big thing that um, people can kind of see and gravitate towards. Um, People are also really drawn to you in different ways. And we'll get into that um, with the next part, because I feel like this is kind of where things get a little bit more deeper. Okay. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> empath is, is a great word. Like I, I have no problem empathizing with people or, mm-hmm. and you know, the, the difference between sympathizing and empathizing, I really try to put my shoes or sorry, myself in other people's shoes um, mm-hmm. with any situation. Like, like I said, it's very, um, where, however I am really in my personal life, I feel like I am in every aspect of my life. Mm-hmm. And so um, I try to carry that no matter what I'm doing, because, you know, I don't, I think I've just learned through my life experiences, through my childhood, early childhood, that everybody is always going through somewhat something everybody has Mm -hmm. a story everybody has their own truths their own narrative and that we all have something to offer this world and so I don't know I just feel like not only am I potentially helping someone but I'm also helping myself too with learning about other people's stories you know so maybe I can help someone else or it can help me later down the road so yeah I, I for sure agree with that as well yes 
And so the big thing that I was interested in and I was most curious was where your Mercury was in. So Mercury is all about communication, how you talk to people, but this is also about voice. Um, and so what I was really interested in is because some people might not know this, but Hannah it sings and she's actually a good singer and so that's what I was curious about and so this is what I found the most interesting is that you actually have some similar placements as Beyonce so you have <laughs> so you have the same um Mercury as Beyonce and also the same Venus as Beyonce so <laughs> we'll get into that a little bit more but I just thought that was like super interesting when I saw that because I was like let me look up Beyonce's chart and I was like there was some commonalities okay. so basically Mercury like I said is all about communication this is also about travel um and so the fact that um you can sing the fact that you currently have a podcast where it's you're using your voice you're um, sharing your voice with people all around the world um another big libra energy thing is collaboration so um collaboration because libra also rules the seventh house which is about partnerships and stuff like that and so um you're very good at collaborating with different people you enjoy doing that so the fact that you have this podcast where it's something where you use your voice where you're able to collaborate with people and also able to share things that you're passionate about is something that definitely was eventually going to happen whether you wanted to do it um but yeah <laughs> so medium it was um this was going to happen sorry guys <laughs> no yeah I agree <laughs> and then um yeah. And so this also too kind of points to, um, since the Mercury also points to travel and since it is in Libra, um, this also just points to traveling to beautiful places, loving and enjoying travel. Um, and then it kind of like, I even thought a little bit more specific, um, even how you like to travel. So the fact that um, you like to travel um, in a more relaxed way, um, you like to kind of just enjoy the beauty, the calmness, the balance of things, you like things to be kind of go with the flow, kind of a little bit more of a relaxation, um, that is very Libra energy. Um, so the fact that you do kind of prefer those types of travels and certain trips um, is very Libra energy as well. Oh, for sure. So the first time I ever traveled outside the country, there were like different, I went with the travel company. So they, I went to London and I went to Paris and there were a couple different options of different travel stuff that we can do. And my friends that I was going with at that time, I was like, guys, like there was a package in there that basically in every hour of the day you were doing something. And I was like, that would be cool. But no, <laughs> that's just like, of course, I want to go to these places. Of course, I want to experience like all of the beauty and like all of like the amazingness. But like, no, I, I want to be able to sleep and relax and just actually take in um, the things that were already on the agenda with the travel package that we went with. And so, no, that's a hundred percent true. Like no matter where I go, I'm just very, and I love to travel. I absolutely love to travel. It's one of the, like the things that I'm always looking forward to always trying to do next is, is travel. Um, and yeah, I am not the person that you do excursion after excursion, excursion, excursion with. I'm the person that has like one or two excursions a day, maybe, and the rest mm -hmm. of the time, like, I just want to take in the culture. I want to take in, like, 
what people are doing every single day in the city or town, wherever it may be. So. Yeah, and that's definitely all about like wanting that balance too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And then um, your Libra is in Venus as well. And so that's also the same as Beyonce. Um, so this just also oh talks God. about... I just, I can't. Like, please don't come for me. I'm not trying to say like, I'm exactly like Beyonce, guys. Like, it's amazing. I think that's really cool. Um, but like, I'm sure Beyonce, actually, hello. She has the most Grammys out of everyone. Like she's winning always. The only reason why I'm referring to um, celebrities are specifically Beyonce in this case is because um, I feel like it just helps people understand a little bit more because they can also go and see, um, like, if they're listening to this podcast, like, they can go and see Beyonce's chart because it's public, like, information. And so they can also, like, look and see, like, ooh, where are these placements at? Like, what is this? And just because you have similar placements as someone does not mean you're the same person or you're similar or anything. Um, For example, um, when we get to your soul's purpose, life purpose, everything like that, um, which is a little bit later, um, you could interpret it so many different ways. But we also have to look at all these other things. So that's why we're kind of going bit by bit. So what, yeah. Venus? What, what, what does Venus identify? Like, what is it? Like, what is it yeah. identifying? So Venus is all about love. So this is how you have relationships, partnerships, love life, um, how you express love. That is all um, what Venus is about. And again, it's in Libra in the 12th house. So again, you express love very clearly to people you like to let people know where you stand um you like to be clear concise and you know kind of to the point in a sense and then that also um I'm going to bring up Mars again because you know when you do get in arguments and certain things like that that Mars would also come up in your romantic relationships as well (laughs) so you just have to remember that and the fact that the Mars isn't in is in Scorpio is um that just also points to that passion when arguments and certain things like that happen so basically um also sometimes you can feel like being a people pleaser um that's like another um common like Libra trait um wanting to constantly please your partner or please other people um but I also just feel like in a sense um with that people pleasing mentality you also know how to set boundaries so I think that's again that's really important is being able to set boundaries and being very clear and concise about that um so those are again with the balance it's kind of like um a lot with this Libra energy is based on duality as well so it's kind of like with one thing you also kind of have to balance it out with the other very true very 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 true (laughs) That all is, is, yeah, like, um, which is funny because my significant others, um, his, his Venus is in Libra as well, mm. which is kind of interesting because like you said, we have to look at everything, you mm-hmm. know, and we can interpret it different ways. Um, you know, we went through a very rough patch, you know, mm-hmm. and you are aware as, as a lot of other people, we've been together for almost seven years and so it's like we we went through through those ups and downs and through communication 
Um, but at the end of the day, I think we both kind of understand each other in mm-hmm. our, in our um, personal relationship and our love, love relationship that we need to communicate a hundred percent, like what we're feeling or it's very disingenuine. It's very unauthentic. It's, Mm -hmm. and and it starts leading to so many other problems and that's just not who we, that's not who we are or yeah, that's not, that's not us. And so, Mm -hmm. um, we, we very, not quickly, honestly, we didn't catch on to that really fast. It took a couple of years for us to realize we have to be as, clear as we possibly can and I've even given Mm -hmm. you you know this this advice before and honestly I give all of my friends this advice because I have just found in my romantic relationships that everything has to be spelled out because if you don't spell it out then there's room for interpretation there's room for mistakes there's room for hurt and yeah and I want to do like a relationships like advice podcast eventually um I don't know I want my significant other to come on for that one so that we can really (laughs) dive deep and talk about Mm -hmm. that we've been through um but yeah we that is like my best advice that's my that's always going to be my number one thing is for me and my relationship and again it could be different for everyone and how they communicate and how they deal with their romantic relationships but really, I think if you want, you know, you have, if, if you have certain expectations, mm-hmm. you have to voice those expectations or they're not going to happen. People cannot read your brain. Like even someone you think, you know, so freaking well, which like could be the case with us. Like I know you very, very, very well. We've, we've gone deeps in the depths of our friendship. <laughs> you know, I've told you, I mean, come on, anybody. <laughs> like, I've, told you some things like you are being a bad friend right now (laughs) like I'm gonna fight you and we have physically fought before (laughs) so um you're one of literally I think you're the only friend I've ever physically fought and maybe that comes from my Scorpio being assertive because you know we would fight back and forth and mind you it wasn't a real fight (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't a real fight obviously we were just both very I think frustrated and we didn't know what was going on in the situation and so I don't know like we just in in all of my relationships I really just try to be as clear as I possibly can because I know what happens when when you're not you know yeah that is so true what's next so the next thing is all about luck. So this is Jupiter. So I, this was like the next placement that I was really interested to look into for you because um, I feel like you have relatively good luck um, with meeting celebrities, meeting famous people, um, just with certain other situations too. I feel like you've been extremely lucky. So I wanted to see where that is about. And so your Jupiter is in Sagittarius in the second house. So what that means is um, Sagittarius really points to travel. Um, so this is where this travel kind of comes up again. Um, so Sagittarius um, really points to travel, going on luxury trips, um, seeing the world, exploring um meeting new people, again, with that communication, again, with the collaboration and wanting to kind of travel and go to different places and see different things. Um, This also is very independent, um, can be argumentative. argumentative. Um, Also, you can be like a free spirit when you travel and when you like to go and do things like that. Um, And then what the second house points to 
is this is all about material goods. So this is about money, security, income, expenses, everything like that. So that means you're also really lucky when it comes to money. Um, and if you were to use more of your intuition and manifesting, you could probably manifest more money and more travels and stuff like that. But um, the fact that this is all under Jupiter, I feel like is a, this is like a really good placement because you have travel, you have money and that feeling of security and stability because in order to be able to travel, um, you kind of, in a sense, have to have some sort of stability um, in yourself to be able to be comfortable to do that. Um, so that was what I really found interesting. Um, and I think that just is also how you get luck with certain things is by um if people are wondering is look at your jupiter see where that placement is and that is all about luck hmm. yeah no for sure i actually just booked a trip uh, <laughs> this past week um i didn't travel really at all during covid i mean i hope no one did but you know <laughs> how i feel about that um i didn't travel at all during covid which kind of put me in shadow or that's what i call it right it kind of put me in like this mm -hmm just like not depressive I don't want to say depressive because that's like a, a very serious word um mm -hmm. it just put me in just like a, a sadder I guess just mentality knowing that I couldn't go and explore which like if you know me I am not a free spirit I am very much about an agenda um mm -hmm. I like to stick to the rules I do think rules can be broken or there's easier way to do things but mm -hmm. I'm very like organized and like to the mm -hmm. point and you know whatever however when I do travel I'm for sure more of like a free spirit like mm -hmm. I am like yeah for sure like whatever you guys want to do like you want to go to dinner like if I'm going somewhere there's usually like I want to do one thing really mm -hmm. like, really really bad like when I went to London I really wanted to go to the Warner Brothers studio lot to see mm -hmm. all the Harry Potter stuff <laughs> Um, and that was my one goal. After that, I was like, I don't care what we do. I don't care how long we stay. Like, this is all I want to do, like 100%. But anything else, like, you guys want to go to the bar, you want to get drunk tonight, like, whatever you guys want to do, I'm mm -hmm. down. So, yeah. And, like, I think all, since I was a kid, like, I've been wanting to travel, you know? So I have made that happen for myself. Like, I, I guess you can say I kind of manif manifested it. But mm -hmm. I for sure was like, this is going to happen one way or another, whether I'm going by myself, with other people, whatever mm -hmm. it may be. So we are to the last part, the North Node. So there are some planets that we didn't necessarily discuss or bring up, but I just didn't bring up the other planets just because to keep time a little bit shorter. Yeah, for sure. But they all are relevant and they all are important. Um, but we are going to talk about the North Node. So the North Node is all about our life's purpose, our soul's purpose, everything like that. Um, I do want to just mention that we all have free will and what we choose to do. So um, people, you can make your own choice, you can make your own decision and be empowered to do that. Um, when I found out, like once I got like my own birth chart reading, um, for me, it was, I used it really to reflect and really to empower myself and really like it kind of like gave me like the confirmation that I needed for a few different things. So for me, that's what it helped me with. Um, but I was already definitely going in that direction. So um, I felt like that is what it really helps me with. But yes, yeah, so we're going to talk about your North Node. Um, it is in Libra. Um, what is it dependent on? 
like so, determines the, the north node so the north node it doesn't have like a specific like how the other ones have like planets it's just its own thing it's called the north node and there's also a south node so the south node is talks about karmic past um if you believe in that past lives different things like that um so that's kind of the south node but the north node um points to the opposite of that so it's kind of like the you know the what the future in a sense um so you can determine your north node um usually what i just recommend doing is going on um astro cafe um, and typing in when you type in all your birth chart information you can see what your north node is so see where your north node is um the placement um because yours just happens to be in libra most people's don't well i guess it depends but like for mine isn't mine isn't the same as my other placement so yours just happens to be but so yeah you can anyone can find their north node if they want to know more about that i just recommend um, either getting a birth chart reading or looking online um, but yeah, so yours is in Libra and it's in the first house. Um, so this kind of encompasses kind of a lot of what we were talking about, but it's just like kind of combining all of it together. So I want to say something before I get into a little bit more specifics, but for example, everyone's, um, North node, even if they are in Libra could mean a different kind of career or path. Like for example, some people might automatically say Libra would be a lawyer or would be this or would be that. And that is true for like, I do know Libra lawyers and stuff like that, but you also have to look at the rest of their placement. So this is based off of your placements, but it's also based off of everything else to kind of combine this bigger picture of what you would be doing based off of everything else. So, um, hold on, before you go into that, (laughs) those quizzes that we took as like kids and like in high school, when they were like, here's this, I think we took it together. I think we took psych together. Oh yeah. Remember this, but Mm -hmm. there was a quiz we had to take and it was like here, and it was like a really long, it, I think it was like 30 minutes or something. And then mm-hmm. at the end, it told you the career path that you should try to go into. Mine mm-hmm. was uh, politics, like as a politician. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, or anything like in environmental, in the environmental like world. So, and fighting for those injustices. And I was like, okay, like, I, I guess I get it because I do have like the assertive communication, but also like the um, motivation to correct injustices, right? So I got the politician part, I got all of that, but that is, could be the furthest away of what I'm doing in my career and like what I want to do. So that's just an example, I guess, of like what you're trying to say. Like we all, Mm -hmm. like when we're kids and stuff and like, you know, we're told, hey, you should probably go into this field or this field based on like certain personality characteristics. But I have always really enjoyed music and live entertainment and that I feel like is my callings, but I'm very still much myself in this industry, you know? Um, so yeah, just putting that out there. Mm -hmm. I definitely agree with that. And so, um, and I think that's why like in the personality test, like, I feel like that was very like different, like Libra type jobs, like where it's like balance, equality, different things like that. But what's interesting is that you can bring equality into really anything that you do. 
Um, and so basically, um, when I was doing this, um, I did it obviously based off everything else, but I also was thinking um, intuitively about some of this too. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and get into that. So basically, um, this incorporates a few different things. So like I said earlier, you're big on collaboration, you're big on working with people, um, you're big on travel, and you're big on kind of like that Libra energy of working with pretty people, working with famous people, working with celebrities and different things like that. Um, so what you really strive in is being able to be the voice and being able to be the face. Um, so what I mean by that is by you having your podcast and you creating your own brand, um, not only is really helpful for that, but people are really drawn into that. So even when hopefully in the future and stuff, when you are working with more high profile clients or high profile celebrities and different things like that, um, you'll be able to not only communicate with them, um, for them to, you know, whatever you're trying to negotiate. Um, and so that's what I kind of see you doing is working with like really high profile people and using that equality, that negotiation to be able to help them get further in their careers and different things like that. I feel like that is something that you would also be really good at based on the collaboration, um, based on it's something that you would be able to speak and you would also get to stay in kind of the industry that you're already kind of in. Um, and I think also with that, you can add the activist and the equality aspect to it because when you are dealing with these people, um, I don't know if it's like going to be like as like a PR rep or, you know, whatever it is, but you can, I feel like, especially now, like a lot of people are rebranding, changing their image, doing stuff like that. And so I feel like a lot of people are trying to be more politically correct and certain things like that. So helping people kind of rebrand, refocus, um, stuff like that would be really helpful. Um, also just exploring new ideas and new like places, maybe being able to, you know, obviously once pandemic is over, being able to travel for work, being able to meet with different clients and go different places and being able to really help them with their needs. Um, so it's just like whatever specific niche, um, but I definitely see it where it's something where you're we're getting to work with these people and really getting to expand their brands, whether it's with music, whether it's with art or whether it's with like any of the creative field. And I feel like this is also, like I said, really connected to your Mercury of how you communicate with people, how you're able to kind of bring people in. And also just with your um, rising as people see you and how you present yourself, people are really drawn to you. And so basically what this is, what I'm saying is like, just do something where you can communicate with people, do something where you can collaborate with people and do something where you could really have your voice be heard um, for so many different ways to express all your passions. And another thing that people often think is that um, like, people think it like has to be like one way, like, oh, like I can only do this one thing and I have to do it forever. And it's like, no, you don't. Like, I'm like, I don't know. Like to me, I just don't prescribe to that. Like, I'm like, I, you don't have to do the one thing. Like if you want to do multiple things and combine them all together, I feel like that's what life is about. It's not about just like, I mean, if you want to do the one thing forever, you can, but it's like, 
if you're good at multiple things, use those skills and do different things. Do things that make you passionate, that make you excited, that spark your interest. And if it doesn't anymore, then it's okay to, you know, move forward and do something else. And so that's something that I also like to tell people with that as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, I just had a conversation last night about just, you know, I feel like I have so many different interests. Mm-hmm. Um, I have so many different things that I like, I just want to do and that I'm interested in. And it's so funny that you say that, like, I, I am definitely a person. I think everybody at this point knows that I, my dream job would to be a, to be a tour manager uh, for mm-hmm. an artist. Like that is my dream job. I've said that for a very long time. Um, you know, Ariana preferably, but you know, any like pop artist, I can like stand behind their music. Like I have no problem um, sticking up for and managing, but also like the travel piece. So that, that's really funny. Cause you know that too. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you know like, you know, I've always said that, like that is just what I want to do not obviously 100% there yet, but I am getting like one step closer, I think eventually. But at the same time, um, a a couple months ago, um, I was sitting down basically just having like a life journey, like talk with myself. And I was like, what do I want to do? I'm also very, very passionate about education. And I really think that um, giving back to the community that once served you is also very important. And so Um, like a part of me wants to like go get my master's or go get my doctorate and like be a professor for at some point in my life and those are very two I feel like opposite worlds but at the same time those are two things that I'm very passionate about and I I do want to dedicate a part of my life to it's probably not right now honestly because I just I don't have the like absolute desire to get back into education Um, I do I'm still very like you know, I still do my research for the podcast and stuff. Most, and most of it is pop culture, but mm-hmm. I mean, for, you know, for the most part, but a lot of it is like an education piece. I really do like to research. I like to know things. I like to mm-hmm. you know, do all that stuff. And I, I definitely think that's probably going to be a road I'm going to take later on in life. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also very important to me to be doing multiple things at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously I have a full-time job, but I also love to do this podcast and Mm-hmm. sit down every week and just talk about my emotions like it's very um apparent to me that that is a need for me like it's not a want mm-hmm. like anymore at least like I yeah. need to sit down and voice my opinion fight for the little guy fight for you know something you may not think is right right now but is right down the road you know Um, Yeah. yeah. And then I also do, I love working with people. I I work with artists already right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's funny that it's funny because I, one time I was working with Chance the Rapper and uh, his wife and his wife was literally the nicest person I think I've ever met. And Mm -hmm. we were talking about certain like issues and stuff like that. And I had no problem voicing my opinion. She had no problem. But like, I don't know, it was just like this connection of like, hey, I'm, I'm helping you out, you know, at this event or whatever it may be. But mm-hmm. I'm also like a person and I'm also yeah. like genuine and I, and I like to talk. I like to talk just in general. <laughs> and so, mm-hmm. but I also just like to talk to people about real things and like have it a, somehow like advance their careers, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
So when you were talking, like that scenario immediately came up in my head, you know, mm-hmm. of like this situation that I had with them. Um, and I love him. Like I love him so much. And so yes, I, I literally saw him like it was like the one concert we had at Davis like the one concert (laughs) oh my god it was so amazing though yeah but he's I mean they're great people like he is Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not a Kanye fan and I have no problem saying that I'm not a Kanye fan I'm not a Kanye supporter I don't believe in whatever but I'm not that type of person um however I do love Chance and I understand that a lot of Chance came from Kanye and all that stuff however Mm -hmm. (laughs) Chance has, I believe, has different beliefs in certain things that are very important to me. Definitely, yeah. So, yes, I love him. He's one of my favorite rappers, so. But yeah, but yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I do need to be around people, and that's where I think I, I struggle, too, because I'm, I'm introverted, but I'm also very extroverted. I need to mm-hmm. be around people. I need to collaborate with people. I need to work with people. And it's, it's that balance. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, that, yeah. Like <laughs> I can, you know, be around 20,000 people one day mm-hmm. and the next day be like, you know what? I just need to sit in my room and be with myself. <laughs> I feel you. And that's just, I, I don't know that's just how I felt like how it's worked for me um and I always I always battle with that dichotomy though because I would like I think most people would say I'm an extroverted person because when I'm with people and when I mm-hmm. am working with people and we're going towards this goal and we're working together towards this goal is when I'm at my best truly mm-hmm. it really is however there are times when I'm like, you know what, I need to take a day off. I can't, I can't be in this situation right now. Everyone is annoying me. I'm, I'm at my top. Like I need to come home and just be in the silence or watch my YouTube videos, watch my YouTubers for like a full day and Mm -hmm. escape. And I very much, honestly, I struggle with it because I do want to balance. I I very much want to balance um but with COVID and the pandemic there's like really yeah and it's and it's been hard for me you know I mean obviously it's it's been hard for everyone um but that that aspect of being productive and working with other people has Mm -hmm. has, I feel like has stunted me a little bit yeah because it's like a whole year with not working with anyone and it's like it is really difficult yeah and I crave that face-to-face communication. I always tell people, um, like, and again, this goes back to my my clear and concise communication. Mm-hmm. I believe every conversation really needs to be made face-to-face. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, especially if it's a serious conversation that you're yeah. talking about your feelings and your emotions or procedures, whatever it may be. Like, I believe pretty much almost every conversation needs to be face-to-face. However, I also think that everything needs to be in writing so that there's some type of follow-up um, <laughs> as well. I always say everything needs to be in writing because I also know with communicating with so many people and so many different types of people, I have yeah, always have the contracts. And that also, I forgot to mention it, but that is what I was thinking of um, earlier too, is like the idea of contracts and being able to just be clear with that. And again, that's like, again, if you interpret it like lawyer, that contracts, it's like, 
it just comes up in different ways. So that's like another thing too. Oh yeah, no, I have a contract with everyone that I pretty much work professionally with. Like if we have a conversation, I literally am typing the email as we're having the conversation per our conversation. This is what we had said <laughs> because, and I'm not, and I'm not trying to say it like in a bitchy way. I'm not trying to yeah. say it and like, mm, like, mm-hmm, this is what we talked about. Like, no, I'm not trying to say it like that. I'm, and honestly, I don't say per our conversation, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> um, I'm very much like, yeah, so this is what we talked about. Um, mm-hmm. just want to make it clear. Um, and like whatever action type things that they need to do next like that's what I I will always put it in an email Mm -hmm. Um, or have it written down somewhere so I'm like nope on this day at this time you said this right yeah because people try to come back on their word too and it's like "Mm." I've learned my lesson and (laughs) And it, it honestly it didn't even come really professionally it came personally too I, and I guess not really in a lot of friendships, but I just had some fresh friendships that people were being um, sneaky and people were being, again, disingenuine. And that is like my number one trigger. Mm -hmm. Like if you are not, and I, and I understand that's a lot to ask of someone, but if Mm -hmm. you are not a hundred percent being yourself all the time, it's a problem for me. Mm -hmm. It really is. And I've, I found this out in my, in my romantic relationship um that Mm -hmm. really is a problem for me and like that's okay like if you don't want to be your authentic self all the time I know that's really scary for some people Mm -hmm. it's not scary for me and I can see right through it I can Mm -hmm. see right through it and so um I like to surround myself with genuine people and if you are not currently in my life it's it might be why to be honest and there's nothing against you it's just I again, my, my communication is really clear. And I've most likely told them that like, you are not, not benefiting. I don't want to say that, but like, I don't know. I just, I, I feel like I'm very intuitive Mm -hmm. to circle back all the way to the beginning. (laughs) Yeah. Very intuitive. All my friends know it. Like if I don't like someone, (laughs) you know, that I don't like that person. And, and it's not, and like, for me it's like okay like I know everyone's different and I understand that and everybody's at a different part in their life everyone's on a different journey right it took me a while obviously to get here to my authentic self Mm -hmm. but I don't know I feel like I've gone through all of like the steps and all of the the heartache and I've gone through a lot of like real shit like to be quite honest Mm -hmm. um for me to just not want to surround myself with people who are going through that journey you know mm-hmm. yeah I'm past it and I'm not trying to like sound like this like uppity person that like knows everything but I'm just saying like I'm I'm at a I'm at a certain point in my life where I just want to be surrounded by people who know what they want mm. you know I love that mm-hmm. yeah and I don't know if that has anything to do with my birth chart but I feel like I've also- <laughs> like that that's always kind of been inside of me you know and I think it it comes back to me just being very aware I'm very aware of my surroundings I'm very intuitive and I know myself and I did you know when you take that what is it called Myers-Briggs test oh yeah or whatever it may be um when I took it I didn't think I was going to get intuitive 
um, because I'm a very logical based thinker, but I had, when I got like the eye for intuitive. Oh my God. Go ahead. Continue. (laughs) I just, something came in my head as well. Okay. I'm, I'm very logical in my thinking, but when it comes to making decisions, um, I'm very intuitive. I go with what my gut is telling me. I immediately get a bad feeling. Like Imani, I immediately get bad feelings when I know I made the wrong decision. Like immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, and usually I do try to fix it. I do try to correct it. Mm-hmm. I can't live with that feeling. <laughs> like I'm too intuitive to like ignore it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay, so what I was going to say, another thing about Libra um, and the intuition and everything like that, another thing about this sign is when I was talking about duality and I was talking about all that, um, another thing that like popped up into my head when you were saying that is another thing about Libra is they also have, so it's this duality between everything. So there, that means there's also this duality between the spiritual world and earth here where we are. And so it's like that duality between both. So that also adds like a little bit of extra intuitiveness into the Libra because there is that duality between this realm and other realms and being able to kind of, in a sense, like be able to balance both. And so that is another thing that is pretty interesting that I wanted to mention. Yeah. And I think, yeah, like, I don't know. I take a lot of these, I love to self-reflect like I love to self-reflect and know more about myself um so that I can be more aware right you know but whenever I take these tests and even like professionally I had to take not it's not a personality test it's it's a motivation I believe it's based on your your motivation like deep inside like what motivates you Mm. and um even then like I just feel like I fit in so many categories and Mm -hmm that's always been a really not an issue because I feel like I can fit in with a lot of different types of people and a lot of different Mm -hmm. types of thinking so it's not necessarily a bad thing but like when I take these tests and quizzes and like whatever it may be I Mm -hmm. always feel like it's not a hundred percent me because I do have that duality a lot like I said Mm -hmm. that sense of I'm a very logical thinker I like to think that this will react to this and this will lead to this and it makes Mm -hmm. logical sense to me but at the same time I have made decisions that were intuitive Mm -hmm. that I had absolutely no logical reasoning to decide on and I just went with my gut Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah and it's like that with a lot of stuff with me Mm -hmm. Um, and so that that really does explain a lot because I do have a hand in many different areas, I guess I would say, Mm. in terms of like personality traits and like characteristics, because like you just said, like I can be very assertive and very passionate and like stick up for people. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'm also a person to step back from the situation Mm -hmm. and look at it from the three stories, right? So it's your story, her story, actually happened. I'm very much like, hold on, let me step back let me see mm-hmm. what's going on here from an outside perspective. And mm-hmm. I, I pretty much <laughs> do this with everything that where there's conflict, right? Yeah. Even if I think that this person is a hundred percent 
wrong I still try and like I can voice that like you're wrong you know <laughs> like and it's clear and and, and it's like nope th that's not what you should be doing you should have done this you know I can also step back and be like I understand I understand why you think that and I understand why you made that decision but you're still wrong <laughs> you know mm -hmm. um, and I think that also with some people like looking at the negative side of that some people may think I'm like wishy-washy or um I don't know just I don't know what the word is you know what I mean just they don't think that I'm like a hundred percent in somebody's field like I don't know or loyal I guess mm. um when for me it has absolutely nothing to do with loyalty because at the end of the day like you're still my friend you're still yeah. so whoever whomever you know what I mean you're still that person to me but if you made a bad decision I'm gonna tell you you made a bad decision yeah anything else should I ask questions yes yeah, so ask any questions I'm gonna pull a few tarot cards I'm using this deck I have a few different decks but I have this one um it's the astro crown tarot deck mm -hmm. then I also have an oracle or two oracle decks I have this Merhipsi one. Those are pretty. And then I also have this astrology deck that really helped me. Um, and I love this deck. But yeah, this is just the astrology deck. So these are the three that I'm going to be using. So feel free to um, ask any questions that you'd like. What, what type of questions am I asking, though? Am I asking, like, how many children am I having? Or if I, am I asking... Like <laughs> what am I doing next week? Like what type of questions am I asking? It could be like anything. So it could be super general. It could be more um, specific if you want. Um, it could really be about anything. It could be love related, career related, um, finance related, um, anything really. So um, whatever you would like. Okay. Um, I guess I'll start off with this year has been really crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we've all kind of had an up and down year. I want to know in the next year, so a year from now, March 2022, um, what am I going to be focused on? Like, what am I going to be focused on my career, my finances? Like, what is going to be like, what am I prospering in and what aspect of my life? Ooh, okay. So um, I pulled one card from this deck and then I'm going to shuffle this one and pull another one. But what I like about this deck is that it also has the astrology in it, um, which I really like. So it is perfect for this reading. But let me just get one more card. Okay, so the theme for the next year is a few different things, which is really interesting. Okay. So this definitely is going along with what we were talking about. So this is perfect. Um, this usually always happens, but yeah. So the first card that I pulled for you, this is a tarot card. So this is the eight of wands. So this has that mercury energy that we were talking about dealing with communication and everything like this. Um, this does have fire energy since it is the eight of wands. Um, so that's where that element is coming in. And then this card 
also embraces the chariot. So what is what is interesting about this um, is this is pointing to a few different things when I'm looking at this. So um, the first thing that I'm definitely getting is the idea of travel is going to be a really big theme. We've been kind of talking about this a lot, but travel is going to be a very big theme going on these trips. But it's not only just going on these trips, you need to kind of learn something or take something from all these trips that you're going on. So maybe keep a journal or a notebook or something where you write down your lessons, write something that you've learned, um, really reflect on what you're learning from these trips and this travel. Um, this is the eight. Um, so this is kind of closer to the end. You're kind of closer to the end of your journey. You're kind of, you have all your sticks, you kind of have everything and you're kind of like ready to go on to the next like move. Um, so that is what this card is about. The next card is not very, um, so it's no. So this can mean a few different things. So this can mean, um, like if you were thinking of a question, like something while I was pulling this, it could be related to that. Or this could also just be, again, with being assertive with what your words are. Um, this can also be about not taking every single job opportunity or not every not every single partnership or not every single thing. Um, just know to be very selective with who you spend time with. Like you were saying, be very selective with who you're partnering with, collaborating with, um, and just be very, um, know that it's okay to say no to things. Um, maybe it's travel plans aren't working out with certain people. Um, maybe it's, you know, just certain things. Know that, be empowered to say no when you need to say no. Um, so the last card, I'm just so excited about this one because it just, it just fits so perfect. So it's the ninth house. This is all about learning. Um, which is interesting because we were talking about this a little bit. So this is about philosophy. This is about publishing, writing. Um, so this can be pointing to a, a, sorry, a blog or something like that. This kid is also about discovering. Um, but what I like about this is like, you can't really see it, but there is, it's like the world. So it's like you're traveling around the world and it's this book. So this points to exploring travel. This also points to foreign countries. So you might be going to some sort of different country this year. This also points to religion, higher education. That's one thing that you did mention, spirituality. So they think this is really telling you to focus in and hone in on your 12th house energy. Um, that's the one about intuition and all that. So this is really telling you to like, maybe even like, if you're interested in this, like studying different religions or like learning more, I don't know, it seems like you need to be like studying or learning a little bit more about something. I don't know exactly what it is, but it seems like it could be in the spirituality realm. Um, and I feel like the higher education that you're maybe talking about isn't exactly like isn't exactly what you're imagining it to be. So I don't feel like you're like, this isn't pointing to traditional schooling. This is definitely um, pointing to something where it's like, you can learn from people or learn by traveling or learn by communicating and using your skills. So that is um, the three cards for kind of the year ahead. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of, crazy especially because um you know you had texted me before this and let me know that the moon is in libra oh yeah this weekend, so that i would be doing a lot of reflecting a lot of you know just some deeper inner like work 
Um, and I've had conversations this weekend um, about what I want this next year to be. And mm -hmm. literally, I almost have like three trips planned already for the rest of this year. Nothing anytime soon. Um, but mm -hmm. yeah. All right. So that was pretty accurate. I will say that. Um, obviously, like Imani said, you can interpret these things however you want. Um, however, that was pretty close to how I am, who I am. Um, and I don't even think with the exception of really anything. Um, but Imani is available for any service that she said at the beginning. Um, please make sure to go to her website if you want to book um, a birth chart reading or a tarot reading uh, like she just did for me. Um, it is rayoncollective.com. Again, we'll be posting on all of my social medias. Um, Imani, do you have anything else you want to say or any advice you want to give anyone out there listening? Yeah, so I did want to mention, um, since the full moon is in Libra, um, just to make sure to, this is a really good time to release anything you've been holding on to and really dive deep into your healing. Um, so that's what I've been doing these past few days, and it's really good for um, everyone to also do. Also, if anyone's curious, um, my big three is I'm a Pisces sun, a Cancer moon, and a Gemini rising. So if anyone was wondering, yeah, it's a lot of water and my Mercury is in Aquarius. Um, so if anyone is wondering about that, those are, that's mine. And yeah, I think that's about it. Make sure to check out Rayon Collective for tarot readings, birth chart readings, and crystals and everything like that. And um that's all. Well, thank you so much, Imani. And by the way, that was my advice for the week. Imani said to release and to let go and to start your healing, whether mm -hmm. that be externally or internally, please do that. That is my advice for the week. How long will Libra be in moon or moon be in Libra? Um, so the full moon is tonight or today. Um, you can definitely go out and see it. You'll be able to see the moon. Um, for the, the next few days, you'll be able to kind of see it. And that energy also definitely kind of carries on. Um, also too, like um, a lot of stuff from October 16th, um, this is if anyone's interested or 16th, 17th, that date, um, a lot of that stuff will also be coming up this um, full moon as well. So just kind of keep that in mind. Um, and yeah, so you can kind of just journal look at the moon I like to put my crystals outside um but you can also do that if you like <laughs> have some deep conversations I think I actually know someone that was born on October 17th so and 16th yes okay cool thank you guys so much for listening we're gonna go ahead and jump into the news Okay, so I'm gonna just quickly go over the news because I know this episode is about to be like 10 hours long, um, but a lot happened last week. So I'm gonna start off with like the internet and like videos and just things that happened on YouTube. So David Dobrik posted a video, I believe it was Monday night, um, just explaining all the drama that's happening. I've previously talked about Vlog Squad drama on this channel. I guess the only thing that I want to add to this situation is that um, there were just more allegations that came out um, in regards to trigger warning, like sexual assault, um, with different people that were in David's videos, um, not directly towards David, but people from the vlog squad. So, 
Um, there's, there's just a lot of allegations, a lot of things going on. David Dobrik posted a video basically saying, I'm sorry, without any of his publicists or his PR team, um, really telling him to do so, actually going against their wishes. Uh, I thought it was a pretty sincere apology, but at the same time, like, I don't know. I remember those videos that he posted with said girls who are now saying that they were essentially sexually assaulted by, again, another member of the vlog squad. And obviously, David didn't post those videos of, like, the action happening, but I do know of, like, that time period and, like, who the girls are and everything. Um, and I remember even thinking back then, like, this is kind of weird. I don't know, just something about this doesn't feel right. And so I remember when all of that was going down and me even as a viewer feeling like it was forced and, like, there was a lot of things that just didn't seem right. So... I don't know. I love Carly and Aaron, and those are the two members of the Log Squad that I will continue to watch. They came out with the video. It literally was, like, less than three minutes, and it said, like, we don't stand for this. We're not okay with this, you know. We want you guys to know that. We had no idea that this was going on, you know, whatever. Um, and honestly, I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm not a huge supporter of David's, um, which I think I've said in the past, too, so... I think more drama is still going to unfold, but it just really sucks that it took this long, really, because I feel like multiple people had come out and said that they had been some, in some way felt uncomfortable in David's vlogs, which is, I just wish more people would have listened and it would have been solved earlier, but whatever. Um, again, in the internet, so Miley Cyrus came out with a bunch of posts with the Hannah Montana account on Twitter, Instagram, like pretty much everywhere. There was some type of Hannah Montana reunion this past weekend. Um, honestly, I didn't really see a blow up on the internet, but I know for a fact that there was like a type of reunion. But Miley is, I just saw this video of Miley wearing a Hannah Montana wig her singing best of both worlds and literally in the in the video it says she goes we get the best of both worlds and I guess that just means you know you take a little molly and you know smoke a little weed it's an upper and a downer the best of both worlds and I was like oh my god ah, like this is not what I wanted but I don't know some people were here for it for it Christy Teigen left the internet because it says it wasn't beneficial for her anymore more power to her. I just know that people were kind of sad that she was leaving the internet. But honestly, if the internet is not a good place for you, then don't be on the internet. It's it's your decision, right? Um, it was National World Theater Day, and I'm wearing, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm watching my, or wearing my Theater Kid sweatshirt, which is Colleen Ballinger's merch. I absolutely love this sweatshirt. It's so comfy. And the Theater Kid is actually, like, pretty well put on, and I really, really like it. Um, and I was a Theater Kid. Some people say I wasn't, but I was. I was a musical theater kid in high school, did a couple of them, and I absolutely love musicals. So if you didn't know it was uh, National Theater Day, go watch your favorite theater, like your favorite musical theater, your favorite play, like whatever it may be. I'm pretty basic. My favorite musical is Mamma Mia, and I can literally watch the movie version and Mamma Mia 2 like a thousand times and just, it, it makes me so happy. I've also seen it in the West End, and that was amazing in London, and oh, I just love theater. Specifically musical theater. It's more my jam, but yeah, I love it. Also on the internet, it was announced that's Prince William, which is, you know, I think the next person in line for the crown. Um, Prince William was named the sexiest bald man of the year. 
that's offensive. Like, I feel like that's offensive, like, honestly. And then people were, like, going to war, like, no, actually, he's not. Like, this person is. And then I saw a bunch of memes of, like, The Rock and stuff. I don't know. I just thought it was a cute little, like, meme moment um, that happened. Going on in sports. Um, March Madness is going on. Um, I'm hoping that UCLA wins. I, again, I post, I record this a day before. So I'm hoping I'm manifesting it into the future that UCLA wins. I'm also going to be watching the USC game later. Um, as well as in cycling, if anybody follows cycling, the Volta, um, at least one of the Volta um, races ended this weekend and Team Ineos, um, who is like the top like cycling team I think out there right now, uh, got all three titles, meaning they got first, second, and third place at the Volta. Um, and of course, it's Richie Port, Durant Thomas, and um, Oh my gosh, I'm forgetting the last name, but all of those names are pretty big in the cycling world, and I don't know, I'm happy. I love Richie Port. I thought he was retiring this year, if anybody knows anything about cycling, um, but I guess he's not, and he's still winning a lot of stuff, so that's really cool. And then this upcoming weekend, April 10th and 11th, are the Masters for golf, and I will be watching that, so more to report. Going on to TV, so Demi Lovato's documentary uh, launched on YouTube this past week. I watched both episodes. There's two episodes out right now, and I think new episodes come out every Tuesday. It was really intense. And trigger warning, I really feel like they should probably put one. They talk about a lot of stuff in her docuseries. Um, but it came out on YouTube. It's free. I highly suggest you watch it. Um, yeah, and they just don't talk about her overdose. They talk about a lot of things in her, in the first two episodes, and it was super intense, but I, I thought it was really, really well put together, so I highly re recommend that you watch it. I also watched her podcast episode with Joe Rogan, again, super intense, good episode. It's almost three hours long, so if you want to listen to it or watch it um, and have some time, I suggest that podcast episode too. Um, and then I also watched The Falcon and the Winter Soldier this past week, guys, it's not going so well. Second episode was boring again, and not to mention the CGI was really terrible, and no one seems to be really talking about it, so I think that the show might be going into a flop. I really hope that Disney's gonna pull it out and be like, you know what? It's actually amazing. Here's all the good CGI, all the good action, the good storyline, but as of right now, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, as up to episode two, is a flop. It's not that great. Disney Plus, what's going on? Disney, what's going on? Marvel. Come on. Um, going into music, uh, Little Nas X caused a bunch of controversy this past week with his new music video. Honestly, I thought it was beautifully created. I thought I thought it was fun. And honestly, like every other music video that's coming out right now, but because he is an openly gay black man, um, a lot of people had a lot to say about it. And you know, there were some, I guess, like, religious references, like, there's a guy, or there's, like, a character that plays the devil in the music video, but he goes on his Twitter, and he went on his Twitter and explained the reasoning behind the music video, the thought, what went into it, why he wanted to make this music video, and a lot of people just came for him, and I just don't think that that's okay. I thought it was a pretty well-put-together music video. I thought it was actually pretty funny, like, and, like, cool, and, like, I don't know, like, I feel like it's something we would have seen from Lady Gaga or Cardi B. Cardi B just released a music video for her, for Up, that I've talked about. It's exactly like that one. Like, I don't understand why people are coming for him, but whatever. 
And then, unfortunately, we had another mass shooting this past week um, that I don't believe was racially motivated, but was in Boulder, Colorado. Um, I, I saw this news, like, this thing on Twitter that was like, oh, like, this is what happens when we open the world back up again, at least in America. And it's like, it's just so sad. And I am so sorry for those who were affected by this mass shooting. If anyone is listening from Boulder, Colorado, or wherever, it's just, it's just, like, what else can I say at this point? What else can anybody say about this? Like, yeah, of course it's wrong. Of course it's horrible. It's horrific. It's heartbreaking. But it's like nothing is changing. So what's going to make it change? That's my question. What is going to happen to make the world wake up? Um, yeah. Going on to food, um, I tried all the Starbucks new drinks. Um, I didn't post it on my Insta stories, even though I thought I should, which I will if you want that, let me know. But I tried the new shaken, um, shaken, brown sugar shaken oat milk espresso, I think that's what it's called. Um, it was really good. It's my new drink at Starbucks. It's it's really, really good. The other one, the chocolate almond milk one, not good. Do not get it. I highly don't. I highly encourage you not to get it. I also tried this other new drink. It's a guava green tea lemonade or just guava green tea. Oh my god, to die for. It's so good. I know that that's like not new, but it's still really good. And I get it without sweetener if you're going to put lemonade. Um, I also tried the cloud pancake um, at this like local like breakfast restaurant next to me. Um, if you don't know what the cloud pancake is, it's just like I think they just the dough is different and how they make it. It takes a longer time. Um, it was okay. I don't know. It was it wasn't that great. If you have a thing with textures, it's probably not for you. Um, and then just to go over something in the world, so New Zealand announced that. Um, if a woman or partners or whoever it may be um, had a miscarriage or a stillbirth, um, you will receive paid time off for it. And I just think, of course, New Zealand is winning again with the realities of life, right? New Zealand completely shut down when COVID hit and they have zero cases there. They've had zero cases. They were able to have like Christmas and summers and everything because they took the pandemic seriously. Now they're, and I know that they give like maternity leave and paternity leave in New Zealand um, for an extended amount of time than we do here in America. And now they just came out with if you've had a miscarriage and or and or a stillbirth that you are entitled to some time off because those are horrific and traumatizing events that not only happen to women, but to men and everyone in between, like, hello, like, it's a loss of life. Yeah, like, it, it should go under bereavement, you know, some time off for a death in the family or a death in general, like, hello. It, it, it makes sense, like, when you say it out loud and then you look at our pol our policies and what's in place and you're like, oh, yeah, this could be improved. Like, come on, wake up, America. Um, other... Like, countries are way ahead of us, just letting y'all know. And that's why I put this world, like, section in the news, because, like, we think that America is so progressive, even California is so progressive and so, like, above everyone else, when in reality, like, we're really far behind, y'all. We're really, really far behind. So, we need to get it together. Just saying. Um, 
but yeah so that was all i had for the news again ending kind of in like a harsh and like weird state of mind i guess um but that's okay because that's our world today and that's what's happening in this week in this past week at least I hope that you all enjoyed this past episode. Oh my gosh, it was so interesting. And again, if you want to know more about Imani and Rayon Collective, I will be linking everything below as well as all of my my social medias. Um, so please make sure to check her out. She's amazing. And I may be a little biased because she's my best friend, but also she is very intu intuitive and she is just kind of starting out with her business. Um, but she is already great at what she does. And so, yeah, please make sure to go check her out. Thank you guys all for listening slash watching to this week's episode. Um, please make sure to like, subscribe, comment, leave a review. And yeah, once again, this was Honestly Hannah. Honestly Hannah.